Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NBA. Lou's going to break in. He goes against Antetokounmpo, fires up the jump shot, and hits it right over Giannis Antetokounmpo. And the Hawks lead by 11 again. Lou Williams, lob it to Capella, put it in, and Giannis is down. Giannis is down on the floor. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my. A lot of contact on the alley-oop. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I just saw it again. Don't know what to say. Oh, my. Herter. Now dribbling, driving. Goes by Lopez again. Gets it underneath to Clint Capella. Clint turns. Clint has it knocked away. Now he throws up the wild one. And it goes in. It went in at the buzzer. Clint Capella. And the Hawks lead again by 20. And the Hawks win by 22. 110 to 88. You heard Giannis Antetokounmpo hurting his knee there. It looked really bad. Hawks were shorthanded as well. They didn't have Trey Young. But they get the win. The series is tied 2-2 and added to the list of injuries in this offseason, PK. The Stars keep going down. That's great news for the Bucks because the Stars keep going down. The other team, those teams keep winning. At this point, both Stars out. Somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. Although Trey could be back. Antetokounmpo can't be? He could be, but I wouldn't expect it after looking at that injury. Okay. But they haven't announced it, so. I bet you 5,000 that he is. <laughs> $5,000. I didn't say dollars. I just said 5000 Oh, stop it. Everyone in Jersey, all your gambling relatives expected $5,000. You know what you said. I stand by what I said. Lou Williams, classic bench guy, classic sixth man, moved into the starting lineup. Gave him 21 points, five boards and eight assists. Next man up and all that stuff, PK. That's what it's about. And all these whinings and going back and forth on injuries, overcome it. They ended up, the Hawks, with uh, without their star there, without Trey Young, and it was six guys in double figures. Lou Williams led them with 21, and Bogdanovich uh, had 20 as well. So they get the W. Bogey? Nice. Not that bogey, the other bogey. Oh. That's the second bogey? Bogdan Bogdanovich. So that'd double be bogey, bogey squared? Yeah, bogey squared. That you're going double bogey, for no. sure. You're going double bogey. Unless I go triple. <laughs> Game six in the Western Finals tonight, 7 o'clock on ESPN. Suns and Clippers. Suns up three games to two. Trying to close them out on the road in L.A. Wanted to do it at home and have the big party, but get to the NBA Finals however you can. You tell me who's not playing, and I'll tell you who's going to win. <laughs> Kawhi's not playing. Bonus for the uh, Clippers. Orlando's still looking for a head coach. They've been talking about Penny Hardaway. Of course, he played there, went to the NBA Finals with him in the 90s with Shaq. But Penny Hardaway said, no, I'm staying put at Memphis. And it looks like he's bringing former NBA coach Larry Brown, former UCLA coach Larry Brown, former Kansas coach. Well, we can't run through all the formers with him. But he's 80 now, and he's going to come aboard as an assistant coach. So Hardaway didn't get the job, huh? That's what it looks like. Okay. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Indianapolis Colts receive approval Tuesday to host full capacity crowds at their home games this season. They are the final NFL team to receive that approval from local government going into the fall. 
Indianapolis, one of a handful of teams that did have a limited amount of fans last year, but it looks like they'll have the full crowd this year. Great news. NFL announced it is canceling the supplemental draft for the second straight season. Draft is available for players whose eligibility situations changed after the January declaration deadline for the regular draft. NFL reserves the right to decide whether to hold the supplemental draft each year. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Well, one time, once you say sometimes they do, that indicates that sometimes they don't. Tanya Snyder has joined her husband, Dan Snyder, as co-CEO of the Washington football team. Franchise. Franchise made the announcement Tuesday, making her one of a few women CEOs in the history of the league. Amy Trask with the Raiders. Kim Pegula with the Bills. And now Tanya Snyder. Who's with the Bills? Kim Pegula. 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 She's the husband of the owner, I believe. The wife of the owner type. I was a screw up. <laughs> in today's world, buddy. You never know. Fair point. <laughs> that was immediately running through my mind. Yak messed it up, or did I mess it? I... Yeah. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. First pitch battle. Here's a 3-1. Fly ball, center field. Duggar going back at the wall. Dunk! Max Muncy's 17th home run of the year. The eighth surrendered by Gosman. And the Dodgers lead 3-0. And the Dodgers end up getting the win and the sweep. They win 3-1. Walker Buehler had it going on. And it's 3-1-3-2 just riding... The pitching there as Bueller gets it done. Bueller. Bueller. Shohei Otani going deep two more times. He's got 28 home runs, PK. Looks like he's going to play a full season. So far, so good. Get the 600 plate appearances and all that. So, Yankees get beat by the Angels 11 5 because they have no pitching. Staff ERA is 5. It's a massive number. Not the worst in Major League Baseball, but pretty close. They have zero pitching. Man, that's amazing. Can't get people out. They're 28 out of 30 teams in pitching. So, the Angels are getting a massive season from Otani, but pitching. Got to have the pitching. He gives it to them. J.D. Martinez drives in four runs. Red Sox beat the Royals 7-6. Red Sox two games in front of Tampa in the American League East. With the Giants losing, the Padres beat the Reds 5-4. Tommy Pham going deep. Giants game and a half up on the Dodgers. That's Pham spelt like Phoenix. P-H-A-M. Your Diamondbacks, man, they're just good for what, what ails every team they run into. Cardinals right now. Cardinals are two games under 500, but did get the win. Nolan Arenado going deep. Cardinals beat the Diamondbacks 3-2. Salt Lake Bees close out their series against the Aviators with a 4-2 win. The Bees will open a six-game series in Oklahoma City tomorrow night, 6-0-5. Mariners pitcher Hector Martinez suspended 10 games, fined by the Major League Baseball for having a foreign substance on his glove. Martinez said he will appeal. 
That's the first ejection and suspension of the league's new crackdown on the pitchers using foreign substances. He said he used rosin on the glove. He should have had a domestic substance then instead of a foreign one. Making sense. Dodgers pitcher Trevor Bauer facing allegations of assault by a woman stemming from a sexual encounter earlier this year. The Pasadena Police Department says it's investigating the alleged assault, which it says occurred around the middle of May. The woman was granted a domestic violence restraining order in L.A. County Superior Court against Bauer, according to her attorney. Yeah, they broke into the game last night to talk about that, and I read the details. Some rough stuff going on that uh, he says she wanted. So, any timeline for this investigation? He keeps uh, pitching in the meantime? Well, right now it's just uh, one word against the other. Sounds like an allegation be, right now. It has yes. to be an investigation. What is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801 295 1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up this morning. Going to talk with Dan Devine, NBA writer for The Ringer. He joins us at 9 o'clock. Got a two-part question of the day. If you were with us late yesterday, we tipped one of them off yesterday. We'll get to both of them coming up. How are these NBA teams able to keep winning playoff games without their best players? And we will get to that. Coming up, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Playoffs may be over for the Utah Jazz. You're but the season never ends on the Zone Sports Network. From the NBA draft to free agency and on to the summer league, the Zone will be with the Jazz every step of the way as the Jazz front office builds for the future. Your exclusive home of Utah Jazz basketball is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ PK in the morning brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. It is time for the question of the day. How are these NBA teams able to keep winning playoff games without their best players? How is this happening? Jonathan says because they're playing teams who are also without their best players. The Suns are the only healthy ones, and I think typing the sentence just popped Chris Paul's shoulder out again. It did not. It didn't? No, he's good to go. Good news for Phoenix. It's probably something, too, that you're playing another team that isn't healthy. Certainly the Suns benefited that from that in the Lakers series as both teams traded injuries. Chris Paul with the pinched nerve in his shoulder and then Anthony Davis getting hurt later in the series. There's probably a little bit to that. Obviously, some of these teams have benefited from their depth playing a lot better. If Next there's a guy little up bit and all to that. it, then that means there's a lot of it that isn't to it. Yes, because other players have played better for some of these teams. Yeah. The guys who are healthy, stepping up, filling the gap, all that kind of stuff. Certainly, there have been examples where both teams have had injuries. So that is a piece of the puzzle. But then, who replaces those guys and how well do those guys do? And obviously, in the Jazz Clipper series, and both teams had guys hurt or guys missing, but guys like Morris had big series, had big games. Stepped in and filled in. And conversely, the other teams who lost didn't. Did not. Didn't have the bench guy suddenly going for 22 and playing big minutes. 
does it reduce the ability to say, well, I mean, you and your one leg, which I think is ridiculous, Mitchell was able to play, uh, and Conley, does it reduce that as an excuse? Because I think it does. It reduces it. doesn't eliminate it. Reduces is a good word. And you always wonder if you are healthy, but lots of teams aren't healthy. And if that has ever been more clear, lots of teams have injuries in the playoffs. And there's lots of historical examples. And this year, we're just getting swamped by all the teams that have injuries. But I'm sure that Jazz aren't the only fan base sitting there saying, oh, if we were healthy, the Lakers are saying it, the Nets are saying it, the Nuggets are saying it, you can go down the line. But saying it isn't nearly as much fun as being the team that holds the trophy up at the end. And we're getting there. And four teams still have a shot. Now the Bucks. what are they going to do without Giannis? How long is he out for? What are they going to tell us later today? It didn't look good. Hopefully it's not bad, but it looked bad. And Trey Young, I mean, he's on the sideline cheering and all that. I mean, it didn't, I don't know, that's season ending for him. Bone bruise, sprained ankle and all that stuff. It's bad, but. Okay, well, horrific. Great, great. All that. I mean, we got, Get the, healthy. we got the medical uh, standards now. I mean, the, the bottom line is your other guys have to step in and play. That's all that matters. You, you just ran through the whole injury list. That's great. Now it's it's not about them. It's about the guys who. Well, are it is there. about it is about them if they come back. Okay, again, it's about the guys who are there. They're the ones who are going to determine whether you win or lose. Not the guys who aren't there. The only thing that matters is, are the guys that are available, do they play well? That's the whole thing. That's what you've got to have. Because they're still keeping score, and the games still count. So you can bemoan all the injuries. The Clippers have three rotation guys out in an elimination game on the road one. That's what counts. That's the only thing that matters. And you have to find a way to do the same thing, too. And you didn't get it done. That's what counts. The rest is a bunch of what-ifs. Yep. And only losers discuss what-ifs. Well, there's going to be 15 losers at the end of the playoffs. As there are every year. And they're going to discuss the what-ifs. As there are every single year. Yes. And you've got to find a way to not to be one of them. The bottom line is these guys here who played in place of the injured did not play well enough. That's the issue at hand. That's what matters. The end. Unless you can get your injured guys back. Man, you're just going to keep going on that, man. <laughs> well, do you, think that, do you think the Hawks lineup is going to win the championship without Trey Young? I don't know if they're going to win him with Trey Young. Right. But are they going to win it without him? I don't know do that they're think... going to win it with him. <laughs> okay, right now they don't have him. So you just told me to stop talking about the injuries, so now I'm not talking about the injuries. He's out. Are these guys good enough? Yes. Yeah, I don't believe that. Obviously. That's why you asked the question. <laughs> that is why I asked the question. <laughs> I mean, you asked a question. And are the Suns going to win it because they stay healthy? No. They're going to win it because they're better than the other team, that their guys played better. Yes, but if they have all their guys. If is for losers, <laughs> my friend. This is pro it's sports. It's also for winners. 
<laughs> if you're healthy, your odds go way up. So, and you can't have guys step in. And the Clippers have. That's what but matters. Is it going no, to catch up with us? No, you have to have guys who step in. The, the, the Suns were healthy. They didn't play well enough. So health doesn't guarantee you anything. It doesn't, but it tips the odds in your favor, and that's one of the reasons they're up 3-2. Great. Be careful on that one, though, buddy. Okay. But they <laughs> looked, to, to me, and what do I know, but to me, the Suns looked like they were in a lot of trouble against the Lakers, and then Anthony Davis went down and they went three in a row. I mean, he'd had two big games. Anthony I don't think Davis has... always goes down. You got that going the for you. The only time he didn't go down is after they had three freaking months off. Right. And then he had to play for a few games. And then he won the championship. But you're right. It wasn't the grind. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't 100 games. or. So I mean, who's the fool here? Iron Man. Carl Malone. Anthony Davis. I see no difference between the two. I see a lot. So he got injured. Wow. Shocked the world. <laughs> and a 36-year-old got hurt. Wow. That hardly ever happens. It happened to Mr. Iron Man himself when he was with the Lakers. I remember him holding his knee. And we act like this is the only time it's happened. I mean, there's been plenty of other times. I know LeBron spoke, and when LeBron speaks, I got Jesus, Moses, and LeBron. I got that. And so it's, when he speaks, that's just the gospel truth, and nobody can question him. It's becoming pretty much an annual occurrence. The playoffs have been impacted by lots of injuries to lots of really good players. So what does it matter? You have to build a roster to overcome those injuries. And we're Boom. shocked here that Mike Conley, if I want to go that way too, and I know we, we love our guys and they're the best, and just on and on, and we cheerlead like crazy for him. but that Mike Conley got hurt. Who saw that coming? Pretty much everybody. <laughs> I mean, I, I could sit here and be Mr. Nice Guy like you. Yeah, they would have won without injuries. There's just no doubt Don't in my mind. They would have won without injuries. But if that's the whole thing, you're, you're allowing you know all not sorts of to, allowance. But you know you're going with them. I mean, the, Why? the rotation has to be Why do I know better. that? I don't concede that. Because if that's the case, they're never going to win with Conley because he's going to be hurt next year, too, if he should re-sign. And if not him, then somebody else. Last year was Bogdanovich. This year was Conley and half a toe of Mitchell. He played on half a toe. I think it was an ankle, not a toe, but whatever. Well, if it's, you say a leg. So I think it was a, if it was an ankle, why are we saying one leg? Because you can't use the whole leg when the ankle goes. And if you only have one toe, that makes it even more difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Making stuff up. The point is there's going to be injuries next year. And we're going to say next year. How many years in a row are we going to keep saying this? Well, Jazz fans are doing math right now. 43 years in a row. That's not good. You've got to find a way to get better production out of the players you have. And that was the issue. Because you're assuming Conley would have been all that. Man, there's a lot of assumption I have to go. Once I go with the injury, I have to just keep going and going and going. I can't just stop there. Because you can, because you make your point. Well, we had him, but we were good. Now now we have to assume he stays healthy. We have to assume he plays well. Blah, 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 blah. you got to assume a lot. I'd rather... The teams who win don't assume anything. They win. But from the start, we never knew for sure they were going to win. 
We don't I mean, know going, anybody's going to win. Right. So that's, so we that's were not already, news. We are already making a bunch of assumptions. Whether they're healthy or not, we were making assumptions. As we do with every team. Right. So, so that's, we, not, that's not news. Well, we threw a bunch of ifs out there. I, you did, not me. You actually did also. <laughs> no, I did not. Okay. I want better play out of the players that I have. That's why they lost. Role guys couldn't get it done. And somebody else's role guys did get it done. That's what I would say. That's an excellent And I think analysis. that if you go to how did they get those role guys, they won on the buyout market. Then went on the buyout market. Right. The Jazz picked up Ilya Silva, and they picked up Batum and Reggie Jackson. And Batum and Reggie Jackson came through for him against the Jazz. Are they going to come through for him against the Suns? What difference does that make? I can't guarantee you. But that's where... I think Reggie Jackson has been coming through. Batum has been playing as well. Batum. see what you did there. But Reg, our Jack has. <laughs> Mr. June. Our Jack. Will he be Mr. July? So that's what it boils down to. You gotta you gotta find money players who aren't afraid of the moment. And if they make a bad pass, don't put their head down. And like, oh, here we go. I'm playing poorly. Woe is me. That's what I saw. You gotta find gamers who can raise their game in those situations. Not take a hit. That that was the problem. Sure, injuries were an issue, but that's not unique to you. What was unique to you is some of your role guys who played well in the regular season didn't play well in the playoffs. That was what was unique to you. Is that unique to you or is that unique to everyone getting knocked out? Well, the, the people who are listening to us care about that. They don't care about uh, Denver. that uh, Denver got knocked out or Portland got knocked out. It doesn't matter. So, sure. I get your point, but we're talking to people who care about this team. And it's it, whether it's unique to them doesn't matter. The fact that it happened to them is what matters. Is once you go injury, then you're saying they would have won. And yeah, I think they would have won too, but what does it matter? Hell, I want to cheerlead too. I want to be popular. I well, want then, people to like me. Well, then stick with the. Uh, I think they would have won <laughs> because we don't with really the truth. We don't know that they would have. I'm won. going to stick we, with the truth as I see it. That's we, what I'm going to stick we with. We don't know that healthy Jazz team would have won. Hope they would have. Think they had a chance to, but we didn't know healthy Jazz team was going to win. Obviously, that's why they play the games. Cameron says the Jazz blew their best chance at a title. Let's just say it. Injuries killed us, but it feels like little to no adjustments were made, and that cost us. What does that mean, best chance? What are we talking about? This year, uh, historically, this group, what does best chance mean? Because I've heard that from multiple people. Well, if you go literally, best, I mean, best means ever, better than 97, 98, better than other 60-win teams. I think there were one or two other 60-win teams. or at least we're at that pace. Yeah, I, I mean, think their best chance was uh, when Jordan was out. Because you weren't beating Jordan. We don't, we don't have to go if on that. He went 6-0 and in the finals. That's not an if. So then 95, when they had a 60-win team, yeah, and they had to lead in Game 5 against the Rockets, who were the defending champs, and eventually repeated. 
And in the last five minutes, a 10-point lead vaporized. Yeah, that, that clearly was your best chance in my mind. Plant the flag on 95. And if you want to go on that one, whatever you want to go, it's your opinion. So I, mean, I can't argue one way or the other. I can debate, I guess. But I can't, uh, I can't win any argument there because that's all it is. It's just, just opinions, which is the essence of sports radio in a synopsis anyway. So that's what makes it fun. You can't win. I can't win. I can't lose. You can't lose. So you believe this or that, and that's great. It's all fun discussion. It doesn't much matter. But I don't know if it's the best chance because... Oh, maybe you, I will accept best chance to date because I'm not one of these uh, fatalists either because I believe this team can compete next year and come back better and be better equipped no matter who's healthy and who isn't healthy next year because there's never been 37-year-olds leading teams to titles. Well, we just don't know what's around the corner and – Watching the the Hawks this season, watching the Suns. I mean, a year ago, we could have, a year ago, two years ago, you could have never predicted that this was going to be around the corner for the Suns. So you don't know what's coming. I can predict that the Jazz are going to be in contention next year if Conley comes back. I assume there'll be other additions and subtractions to the roster, which I have no idea what they're going to be. But hopefully they're going to improve the depth. Uh, I believe they will. So I ha- I actually have a ton of optimism going forward for next season. Because Mitchell, if he was on a-, a broken ankle or whatever the hell he had, man, wow, that was awesome. Imagine what he can. He'll be the greatest player ever. <laughs> if I if I concede that he played on one leg, which I don't, but if I did, then he's going to be the greatest player ever. Because look what he did on one leg. So it stands to reason with one leg, once he has two, he just doubles it. Wow. Oh, my gosh. They're going to go 16 and zero. That's really not how that works. <laughs> because I don't concede that he played on one leg. So you're right. That's exactly not how You don't how think it works. he was limited by his injury? I don't think he played on one leg. I can repeat it if you didn't hear me. I don't think he played on one leg. And I didn't say, did he play on one leg? I said, do you think he, he was didn't limited? He said he by played on one leg like 20 times last I week. I just said, do, Come you on, think he was limited? Up. do you think he was limited by his injury? I think he was highly effective. I don't. I'm not a doctor. I agree. He was I'm highly not a doctor. Effective. I don't know. I, don't I agree. Know. He was highly effective. I, he, I, if he says he was, then he was. That's uh, all that matters. Okay. If he says he was, then he was. That's the, not my point. My point is, it when he gets healthy, stands to reason that production would increase. So there's if and we all we both agree on that. So if he's if he says he was impacted, which he clearly was, then when he's healthy. Could 100%. he do even more? He's go- he's going to. I he's think so going too. to. So, which seems absurd to say on the surface, not, because not at to me, thirty nine and nine, he's off the charts. Not, it uh, doesn't seem absurd to me. I believe this guy is going to be an all timer. I believe that Stephen Smith got run for saying he's the best right now, and maybe it's outlandish because he's in his fourth year. But when he's in his fifteenth year, he, if he's played fifteen years for this franchise, I believe yes, that's highly probable that he will be the best of all time i believe in this kid as much or more than anybody so that's the point i'm making my optimism for next season is him being healthy and just natural improvement from 24 to 25 is going to occur no matter what just the fact that he's going to come back 
He's alive. <laughs> if he sat and eat Doritos all summer, he's going to be better next season because he's going to go from 24 to 25. So my optimism for next season is centered around him. Because we're sitting here discussing depth, and clearly depth has played a role, or depth or lack of depth, yes. has played a role for a lot of teams in this postseason. But historically, when we go to postseasons, we don't look at depth. We usually look at who's got the best star, which star can elevate his game. I think that's changing. I think the nature of the five out, nobody in, everybody handles the ball, and who yeah, do they leave and help a on? Terrence Mann can be a factor. Years ago, Terrence Mann is not a factor. The three-point is not a factor. You look at the great Celtics and Lakers teams. They're taking three, four, five-pointers, three-pointers a game. Yeah. So, that, yes, exactly, as you just said it, and you understand the game better than I do, and that, that sums it up as to why you need these guys. It has become baseball, in a sense, where these no-name dudes come up with runners-on and come through, and you didn't expect it. And that's what the unexpected is one of the beauties of sports. And Terrence Mann in game six was clearly the unexpected. Now, it happened against you, so you don't view it as a beauty. And that's the problem. You did, your, your team right now in the postseason didn't have a player capable of doing what Terrence Mann did. Terrence Mann himself is not capable of doing it that much. But he did it on a night yes. that really mattered. And you don't have anybody or didn't have anybody with the injuries who was capable of doing that. So all this enormous pressure was on a kid like Mitchell, and he came through with flying colors, but he didn't have help. He didn't have a Terrence Mann. He didn't have a Reggie Jackson that can just repeatedly hit big shots and the solid play of a Batum. And even Morris, you got to give Morris credit, man. He drives me nuts. But you've got to, you got to say... He, he can play. He can't play every game. That's why he's a role player. But he can come up and do something for you. And that's I, I'm now in the four guys with the Clippers to where they offset Kawhi Leonard, of all people, who's recognized as one of the top two or three two-way players in the game. Pfft, they went 2-0 without him. No big deal because of these role guys. So that's what you got to do because Mitchell's going to come back. Mitchell already is a beast. He's even going to be beastier in the coming years because I, I don't think he's in his prime. So I have all sorts of optimism for this team going forward because of somebody like Mitchell. He's under contract, what, for the next three or four years? And he's just, he's really just, I don't want to say he's scratching the surface. Because I think that he's shown a lot already. But I will say he's coming into his own. And the consistency and the greatness that we saw is what we're going to see. And we're going to see it in the postseason. The regular season, eh, okay, just get get through it. But in the postseason, we're going to see him really, really stand out like we did. With the injury that he had, he still was just incredible. So it's going to get even better. So they got to find a way to get some gamers that won't wilt in the postseason, like the Clippers have. I mean, you can point to the buyouts, and that's great. But Morris was there. Terrence Mann was there. 
Zubats is there. Those guys weren't buyouts. Because once you introduce the buyouts, oh, well, they were going to go there. And what you're saying is, we can't help it. No, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. You got to find a way. No excuses, man. You want to win? No excuses. That's what it's about. And is it harder? Sure. I get it. It's harder to do. You still got to do If you want to win it all, and they do want to win it all, I believe that. We all believe that. They're going to have to find a way to get that done. And I believe they can. I think the closer you get to getting it done, the easier it is to win on the buyout market. Because I think that's what those guys are looking for. They're looking for a chance to win. They're looking for a chance to play in a spotlight. And in a lot of cases, not every case, but in a lot of cases, they're looking for a chance to use that postseason as a springboard to another deal. And it looks like Reggie's going to do it. Yeah, but I have no idea what Reggie Jackson was looking for because it wasn't this season. It was a year ago. Yeah, but what was Batum looking for? Okay, you can go to him. Right. Yeah. He's one guy. But and, I and what Batum was, is way down the list what was of Blake, guys I worry about on the Clippers. What was Blake Griff looking for? And I get that. But I think you ought to have a good team that's eight or nine deeps so when you go to the buyout market. You're not looking for a starter because you're right. Then you're going to get a guy who's way down the list and he's probably not going to be good enough for that role. But are guys 9, 10, 11, are you using those for kind of young guys on their way up? Or do you need veterans who are tested and have been in the playoffs before? Uh, Reggie Jackson's been in the playoffs before. Terrence Mann hasn't. You're right. He hasn't. (laughs) And he hit. But you already got those. I want gamers, man. But you've got those kind of guys on your roster. You've got young guys on the way up who haven't done it. Now they didn't do it. Some of them didn't really would tell you, well, I didn't really get a chance to do it because you didn't think I could. Well, uh, you're talking me, I only uh, got to play oh, I Brantley. Know, I didn't know you were talking to Clippers Brantley or Jazz. didn't. You know, who would have been in the Jazz's oh, None of those guys man. were. That was part of the issue yeah. in management, that they weren't developing the guys. And then and the Tribune uh, had a phenomenal yeah. story. They did great reporting on it. It wasn't really news to people who've been around, but it was to the general public. And so they did, those guys did a great, great piece on that, go look it up. Great reporting by those guys. And they talked about how one wanted you to develop, the other guys didn't think they, the, they were good enough. That, yeah, yeah, and he's charged with winning games. You can see why there would be a difference of opinion because if I'm charged with winning games, I got to win games. Uh, so I, I get the conflict there. Uh, unfortunately, maybe, I, mean, I think I could be wrong because I'm not a basketball talent evaluator by any stretch it seems like they got like five six guys on the bench that just sit there yeah and really don't do a whole well and i think and that goes to the essence i don't know that they have promised either that goes to the essence of what you're just talking about in the trip story whereas you look at the clippers and at different times you can say well guy 10 11 or 12 contributed not every night certainly but they got something out of this guy now, that's its own trick, and Ty Lue probably deserves more credit because you, you can't keep 12 guys happy. Well, he kept them happy enough. I mean, behind the scenes, they could be pretty bitter. Any, any player could be thinking, I should be playing more. But Ty Lue and that coaching staff and then the, the player leadership probably to some degree too, when guys aren't contributing, they didn't blow things up and have some meltdown. And then when their chance came, maybe not every night, but on some night, they seized it. And a guy 10, 11, or 12. And the Jazz didn't get anything out of a guy 10, 11, or 12. Back to your point about you're going to have injuries. It sucks. It wrecks a lot of teams. But some teams have fought through it, at least to date. It may, the injuries may still wreck them. 
But you list all the guys, I mean, I don't know if you want to run through the whole Laker. If they got, has Patrick Patterson kept him afloat? Should I be counting him or not? No. No, he ain't got anything. You're talking speaking of the Clippers? Yeah, he's not. He doesn't play. Yeah. So, but George George Leonard, Morris, Beverly, Ibaka, Rondo, Zubak, Kennard, Batum, Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, I'm 11 guys deep. DeMarcus Cousins, I'm 12 guys deep. Yeah, you got to put Cousins on that list. Right. There have been stretches where he's given him 10 good minutes. Last night, or yeah. last game, I should say. Right. Yeah, sure. So if you just line up how many guys contribute for the Jazz at some point and how many contribute for the Clippers. Oh, especially when we're just talking postseason, too. Well, that's what's fresh in our mind. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that, and that's why I was, was going if on Patterson. Issue. I can't remember. No, him. he hasn't played. Yeah, you can just look up the stats and see that GPs. Is okay, like, it's not. So then it's eleven. Yeah. Uh, they have a guy at the end of the bench, Jay Scrub. Who? Who must get jo- jokes about him being a scrub? Never heard of him. Me neither. He's a twenty-year-old kid on a two-way contract. Where's he from? I'll have to click. Keep on an him. eye on him. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, is I think oh, going- he went to high school. You know who knows him? <laughs> Donovan probably knows something about him because he went to Trinity High School in Louisville, Kentucky. He's a second round pick. I think going forward, those types of players are going to be even more important. The two way, not necessarily the two way. The, the end of the bench guys. Oh, okay, because I think that, and, and this is just me, and I don't have any analytical studies to back this up whatsoever. But it just seems like. The league, top to bottom, has, you can argue that it has more talent than ever. You know, particularly with all the foreign guys and all. Foreign guys now come over, and if they succeed, we don't really bat an eyelash. You know, if they succeed the level of Doncic, we're extremely impressed, obviously. But we're not even shocked by that. The basketball world has really, really grown. And so you can get these guys that have a skill set. And now shooting has taken on such a high level of skill set so they can come in and stand in a corner and make 10 threes in a game, which is outrageous. You, you, you wouldn't have ever have heard that back when, but you hear about it now. So you've got to find a way to find those guys because they're out there, man. They are definitely out there. And you just named a bunch off the Clipper roster. And they're out there. And I think that's what this team needs. Find a way to find some of those guys who basically can sit around for a good while but get called upon and get hot and really take the pressure off a kid like Mitchell who has a a tremendous burden and he carries it so well. He needs some help. He needs some role dudes. Maybe guys we never even heard of. Like Royce O'Neal we never heard of really. Until and that's a great example. Although he's a higher role player, I'm not even talking to his level of role player because he's he's well, he's a starter. He's now. a very high role player. He's a starter, and clearly, when we're naming Clippers and we're getting you know nine, ten, eleven, twelve deep, you're talking about guys who not only aren't starters, they aren't even rotation guys. They're going to have to sit for long stretches sometimes. Yeah, but then. They're not going to be divisive and nightmares. I mean, the Clippers just went through that the year before, right? That's all we heard. They, they had said. to change over the roster. The chemistry sucked. They changed the coaching staff. They changed oh, the head coach. That's an issue if you bring in these veterans you're talking about because it's obvious in your comments that that's what you're slanted toward. 
but there right. also comes with some baggage too. Abs- there's a huge risk. Whereas the young dude is grateful more, to be there. Right. More likely to be yeah. Keep grinding. Or maybe maybe we're off base here and it's on this coach to develop those guys and maybe they have some of those guys but they weren't developed. I'm not or, sure what or, that answer is. Or they have them and they just aren't there yet. Well, that's what developing is. Right. That's but the there's still got to be there's still got to be an arc. And when it comes to this, but they got to play. They're not they're never going to get there unless they don't play. Then who are you sitting? Who should have been out? Well, gosh, look at see, yeah. some of the guys who didn't produce in the playoffs. I and mean, Two or three of them didn't do what they were capable of doing. That's why I, st- I still believe in my essence that this so, team is close. It's not that far away. Because I'm not asking for stars. I'm asking for some role players to up their game in the case of injury. And if you have Mike Conley on your roster, you're probably going to have an injury. Because he doesn't play that many games. Six years now. And I want him back. I hope he resigns. 56 games, 69 games, 12, 70, 41, and 51. That number doesn't figure to get a lot bigger at the age of 34. No. So. Uh, if you got the, uh, what, the 69-game year or the 70-game year next year, you'd be ecstatic. Well, postseason. I, yeah. I want postseason. Right. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Question of the day, part two. Mull it over. How much does small market Milwaukee winning the ship help the Jazz? We'll get to that next. Stay with us. The Top 60 and 60 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Get your college football fix every day at 1.30 as the Zone counts you down to the start of the 2021 season by listing off the top 60 players in the state of Utah as voted on by the local media. You'll also hear from the coaches as they talk about the players that will impact their season the most. It's the Top 60 and 60, weekdays at 1.30. Presented by Cypress Credit Union and ICON. On your home of the... The best college football coverage in Utah. 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Reminding you of the top 1660 is back on The Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty announce another member of the top 60 players in the state of Utah as we count you down to the start of the college football season. It's the top 60 in 60 Presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon Health and Fitness here on the Zone Sports Network. How much does small market Milwaukee winning the championship help the Jazz win the ship? Jack ship. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Now that one you had you were waiting on. No. That just came to you right now? Yeah. No. No. Oh, we believe what you Come want. On. I've never tried to convince anybody of the truth. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that just came to me right now. If you don't want to believe it, I'm that's not, your I'm call. I'm not going to lie. The, we way, go- you, the we, way you delivered it. it we like golfed yesterday afternoon, and we were running through for a little while things he'd said well, and gee, thanks how quickly the they came to him. You were in your men's league. I know. Just, <laughs> you heard us talk about it after <laughs> the show. Shh. <laughs> Let him play the victim. <laughs> it's the way of the world. How'd it go? It was all right. It was hot. It's hot, yeah, but I mean, I already know it's hot. Uh, I could have played better. I played okay. Yeah, you played all right. Snake Dog's coming along. 
There are some ups, there are some downs. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. Fewer downs, more ups. Slow progress. Gray says, it does nothing for the Jazz. Now you think it and does. And they are 2-2 with the Hawks. Let's not count the chickens too soon. Well, I agree with that. I don't know that the Bucks are going to win it. Yeah, I think that there's something to the payoff of a star staying put, not running off to a bigger market or to form a super team or whatever, and showing that that is a path to a championship. I think if, if the guys who get the championships are the guys who keep running off to form super teams in big markets, that just encourages more young guys to run off and form super teams in big markets. So these guys are just a bunch of followers. There's a lot of that going on. There'll always be somebody who goes against the grain, even if... I don't like so, those guys. <laughs> good one. Uh, there'll always be somebody who goes against the grain, but it just is it more common or less common? Depends on who the individual is. It does. That's part of it. But I, I just think to have a role model out there to say, see, you can do it this way and get the title, that's a positive for all the small markets. So San Antonio hasn't been done? In terms of it doesn't matter, it's too old? Obviously, San Antonio did it. but but I I know they've done it, but I mean, it's too old. Yes. I think most of that run was pre-Super Team, and I do think that there's a real short memory. We're eight years removed from their last title. Okay. But we're basically 15 years removed from when they were on really on top of the world. But they did have those last two deep runs where, you know, they won one right at the end and lost one right at the end. But that was the start of the super team era. And for someone who's 24 years old and trying to decide, hey, what do I want to do? How do I want to play this going forward? 15 years ago, who knows? See, I don't think there's been any formations of super teams. I think that I, I disagree on that very premise. The Heat, the Warriors, the Nets, the Clippers, the Lakers. Now, a super team could just be two free agents aligning. Maybe you don't like the term super team for that, but that's what I'm getting at. But you named multiple teams where LeBron went. True story. So where he, in his prime, as you once said. Agent out the backside of his prime. Yes. So where he went, because he wanted to, why not put Cleveland in there when they had Irving and Love? They drafted Irving. Then Love was the third guy. I mean, you could, but it feels like a fringe example. Irving was drafted, so that well, was part no of Well, it's no less of a out. fringe example than the Warriors. The Warriors are a mixed bag, no doubt, because their first championship was drafted and it was not a super team. And then they added Durant and won two more titles. Right. Well, we're just asking for one here. <laughs> we, 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 are. For we are. <laughs> we are. So the Warriors, who were pathetic for years and years, and they go like 14 years without making a playoffs, which mm-hmm. is shocking to me. Yep. The way the NBA is They got set new up. ownership, they got new management, and that story flipped from one of the worst teams in yeah. the league to the best. Right. And they got a trillion dollar building and they're, you yep. know, all that and everything. And a woke coach. I mean, that, you get everything they need. So they became a super team after they already won. There's no question they became one. Yes. But they won before. So in my mind, if you're looking for what the Jazz are trying to accomplish, the Warriors already did it. They built through the draft, and not even necessarily a top five pick. No, Thompson and uh, Curry, neither of them. Now Curry was, I think, a sixth, so he's yeah, on, but the, on the border. But right. Thompson was ten, uh, eleven. But, but even with 12, Curry, it there? doesn't seem the same as sitting there and having Shaq fall to you at number one. It's a different deal. Getting Curry at six 
who is not an obvious slam dunk megastar in the making. Although that's what he turned one. out to be. If, right. If he was. Yeah. So the but Warriors the, I think became the, one. The, the Warriors are a mixed bag, but the message was Durant couldn't get it in Oklahoma City, so he better go to Golden State and get it. Well, that's he decided that's what the message was. Right. And you don't want stars you don't want stars in small markets deciding that if you're a fan rooting for a team in one of the smaller markets. But they'd already won one. We're looking for one. The Warriors are a role model for the Jazz. Yes. They already won one. And LeBron went to Miami. LeBron won with less talent in Miami. So he's LeBron. Guys like him. He won with less talent than what? Than he had in Cleveland the first time? I think he upgraded his talent when he went from Cleveland the first time to Miami. I'm talking about the second time. When he won. He didn't win the first time in Cleveland. I'm talking about the second Second time. Second time. Yeah. When he won in Cleveland. He won with less talent than he had in Miami. But they did orchestrate the love deal. Yeah. Well, either, either, so you're right. I can put him on the super either, team. I think it. You did. I think it's. I didn't, and I didn't. Right. I get why people would, but I didn't, and I still don't want to. He's a super team unto himself. True story. Agreed. And we may go twenty years without, without seeing, seeing another a, a LeBron because he's literally a generational talent. Yeah. Yes. I agree with all of that. So but anyway, message, and so he went to the Lakers, and I, I get that Anthony Davis didn't win in. He so ain't went in Le- Jack Ship. Without LeBron. <laughs> I agree. And you got to be, you say that slow and we're good. Very careful. Very <laughs> careful with that. Yes. Right. Tread very so lightly. Here. I don't know that I consider the Lakers a super team but because message, it's LeBron. But the, but the message to eight, yeah, but you don't get to rule it out because it's LeBron. I realize but it helps your he argument. Goes. Yes. And he's, he's the LeBron. rare stud the, who moved. Right. Studs don't usually and move. And I get your argument about. The Lakers, and that's right. Well, Durant. a lot of studs. What Anthony Davis? Uh, again, he didn't win jack ship without LeBron. Is he really a stud unto himself? AD moved and got a title. Kevin Durant with LeBron moved and got two titles. Good for him. Yeah. So and if Anthony didn't like playing with Westbrook, so because they Tukempo, all sorts of problems with Westbrook. Right. If Antetokounmpo doesn't move and wins a championship. I think that's a plus. If he doesn't win the title and Paul George wins, well, there's a guy who left Indiana and went to L.A. and got it, and I just think that message repeatedly— the Clippers are a super team is now? Not, well, yeah, when Kawhi Leonard says, <laughs> I will come if you go get him. I mean, let's say it. Nobody wants Donovan Mitchell to leave here. Captain Obvious, you don't want to say it out loud, but nobody wants him to leave. But I'll if the message is the only way AD got the title was to go go to LeBron in L.A. The only way KD got the title was to go to Steph in That's a the lot San Francisco Bay Area. The only way Antetokounmpo can get a title is stay put and win in a small market. I think it would be good if that message is out there. And you're right, people will still make decisions based on their own situation. So nothing guarantees anything. I just think it'd be good if there's a role model of, hey, this guy stayed put in one in a small market. Foreign guys don't move. Okay, but Donovan Mitchell isn't a foreign guy. Right. So the point being that it doesn't count with Antetokounmpo 
You're right, because he isn't a foreign guy. He precise. That's exactly still, my argument. But he's a, but he's still a really talented player who won a championship in a smaller, colder market. Well, he didn't. Well, if he does, <laughs> that's why you root for him. I get it. And now he's hurt, and I don't know how bad it is, and blah, blah, blah. Well, this was a better question yesterday. 25, 26 years that. old. There's next year. Right. Yeah, I know, but we want everything now. And I wanted it now in three weeks. Uh, I think the American player, to a degree, is going to have stars in his eyes. And at the same time, Paul George re-signed in Oklahoma City. And Durant gave nine years to Oklahoma City. Yep. I mean, we're overlooking. He was almost there an entire decade. Mm Mm-hmm. Any draft, any draft you go into, I'll give you the player, the caliber of a Donovan Mitchell in this draft, and you have him for nine years. Do you say yes or no? Well, absolutely. (laughs) But we also know that most champions, and maybe this will change, players getting better, younger, and improving faster, but that kind of championship window, 27 to 32, LeBron has certainly stretched it out. So... I would assume, and I guess we could get Barry Trammell on here, that there's a certain amount of angst. Like, Durant played great basketball in Oklahoma City for a long time, but is he playing his best basketball for the Warriors and the Nets? He had the Achilles, so that's limiting. But it it still bugs him. In the championship window, I mean, Paul George is playing his best basketball to 31. Well, nine years doesn't get you to 31. He definitely seems to have figured something out. He seems to be playing much bigger or much better you know, under the biggest spotlight than he has in the past. And it may not be enough. Okay. But he's, he's taking a step forward. So, yes, I would absolutely give me some generational talent. I'd absolutely take him for nine years, but I'm greedy. I would also take him for 14. Well, if you have him for nine, maybe you have a better chance to have him for 14. I believe that. Depending yeah. on how good your team is. Yep. And if the Thunder had won a title, does Durant leave? That is an excellent question. They were in the Western Conference Finals he, on the cusp. Right, but but he might, to PK's finals, point, they? They, they, they did make the finals, you're right. He might have taken finals. off anyway. I mean, LeBron won in Cleveland, and it's like, I did my thing for Cleveland, now I'm taking off for L.A. Well, Westbrook lost Durant and uh, Paul George. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Coming up in our next segment, got some B's tickets to uh, give away. We will do that coming up. Also, we've got uh, Dan Devine, NBA writer for The Ringer. We can run all this by him at 9 o'clock. And also coming up, 9.30, 9.30. excuse me, thank you. Yes, 9.30. Also coming up, Brian Costello, Jets reporter for WFAN in New York. Absolutely. He's going to be talking about the 2021 Rookie of the Year. That's coming up at 8.30. DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.